Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Latina Investors. So as I am recording this, I want you to be here in this moment with me. (laughs) Today is my first day as a full-time entrepreneur. And it feels a little surreal. I I did have to do like one lingering like nine to five task before I was like officially done. Um, but yeah, I got up. I went to go buy a notebook um, because I wanted to start a, like a note, like a journal notebook, like from start (laughs) because I felt like it was symbolic so I went to Michael's to get a notebook and I've just been working working on my business um for today and it's been so exciting it's been so exciting this has been a journey I've known I've wanted to have a business open a business since I was like a senior in high school or senior in high school um like senior in college I always like played around with the idea and it like I I never knew like what to like what business I wanted to start um and it felt like kind of like being in the middle of a dream um because a lot of people will ask you naturally like hey what like what business would you want to be and for years I would say like I don't really know (laughs) I don't really know I just like you know, I just like the idea of like building and creating and serving and helping and I like I've always just kind of been drawn to um, like welcoming people and teaching people. Like I remember like the ambassador roles in school or um, like uh, orientation leading. Like I've always just been drawn to, oh, if someone feels new or is a little intimidated, like I want to help them or welcome them in. Um But I didn't really, like now I see the parallels and like helping women become empowered and knowledgeable with finances. Like, oh, like this is the same sort of thing, right? Like I'm I'm welcoming someone into like, hey, like this is how it works. Like, let me help you. Let me explain things to you. Like you got it. Um, And so I've always known that about myself, but I didn't know like how to create a business that, you know, I felt super aligned to. Um, I went through a lot of different avenues. Like I started uh, learning about Amazon drop shipping. I I like played around with a um, jewelry business. I like there's so many different like ideas that I tested and tried, but it just wasn't like fulfilling. So I I would stop. And it wasn't until um, I like you know, had my own sort of like pivotal moment with my finances where I realized I, um, I want to build something. I want to, I want to do more with my money than I have been in the last couple of years and kind of did a 180 on my finances and got more like dialed in myself and then, um, turned my Instagram into like, just, Hey, let's talk about money. And then I realized like, Oh my gosh, people are willing to like invest in themselves and like learn this skill. And something that I kind of took for granted, I realized like, wow, this could be really helpful to get people and women specifically feeling very confident about managing their money. And so, so yeah, it's been a dream in 2018 is when I officially switched my personal Instagram account to talk about money. And then five years later, here we are, here we are, which is so crazy. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm about to have like a a little bit of a freak out moment. I think the day that I announced my personal Facebook, sorry, my personal Instagram into I'm now going to be talking about be like um, money 
was around this time. Like I'm almost tempted to pause (laughs) this recording, go see that and come back. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. Stand by. Okay, I'm back. Wow. Yeah. July 29th, 2019. That is so, so crazy because (laughs) 2019, 2020, 2020. So one, two, three, four years. Yeah. Four years. And it's July 31st, 2023 when I record this. So it's like almost to the day um, that it's like all... It's so crazy. It's so crazy. (laughs) I was like a little bit like speechless because it's like I couldn't have imagined at that time that that's how this would unfold. So anywho, if you're listening to this, I just want, I wanted to share because, um, because yeah, it's a really exciting time in my, my career, in my journey, um, you know, and, and it also comes with a lot of like, oh, this is new, <laughs> right? Like this is new. This is what I wanted, but um, it's here and now it's new and it's like, it's just a new chapter. And that can also come with a little bit of like healthy fear, doubt. Um, but I can, I feel like I've learned how to navigate both like, hey, I feel this and I'm also excited. So let's kind of, let's go. <laughs> but yeah, so Anywho, for this episode, we're gonna call we're gonna talk all about IRAs. Um, and I want to explain this to you in a way that one is gonna stick, and I'm gonna try to bring in some like similarities that you're already very comfortable with to introduce this new concept. And I think that the teacher in me <laughs> is like, if you get this, it's just the same concept with different names. So I really wanna help you like understand these. Um, like these type of accounts because you're more familiar with it than you think. Um, And I think about that when I think about investing in general, like it really is a lot of like concepts that we are already familiar with. It's just that you need to draw uh, similarities, parallels, see patterns to help you click a little bit um, better the concepts. So it just started raining. So hopefully... You can't hear the thundering, but here we go. Alrighty, so let's start off with like, what is an IRA? An IRA is an individual retirement account. So like, why does that matter? What what is that for me, right? So most of you, I want to say most of you, because this is ne- was never my experience. I never had a 401k, but a lot of people, um, when they start working, their company offers a 401k, which is an investing account specifically for retirement, right? Like a 401 package is a really big part of like a HR package. Like we are a company that gives you a 401k and we give you a match. Like that's a very sort of like um, selling point to join or work for a company because it can really put you ahead in terms of like saving and investing for retirement. Now, if you work for a company that doesn't offer a 401k, you still are you know, you still want to think about investing for retirement. You still think want to think about putting money away to have your money grow. But for you, because you can't open a 401k, because a 401k has to be employee sponsored, you would open a IRA, an individual retirement account. These accounts are self-directed. So you have to open them. You have to like fund them. You have to decide what investments you put your money towards, right? With a 401k, typically you just start 
HR makes you sign some paperwork, you get set up, and you're automatically enrolled and investing into um, like your 401k. A lot of people don't know what they're investing in when it comes to their 401k, but that and that's because like the process is kind of done automatically so they don't really need to know other than like i was auto enrolled i'm making auto contributions and like i'm good now i definitely lean on the side of like hey like pay attention to where your money is going pay attention to the fees you're paying so a lot of the work we do with my clients in one-on-one is we go over their 401k packages so they tr- like truly understand hey, where's my money going? Am I being optimal? Can I put my money in other places? Like based on my goals and my risk tolerance, am I set up correctly? Um, So that's kind of like what happens with your 401k, your IRA, you have to do all of that. So if you want to um, start investing for retirement, that is the way to go, especially if you or company doesn't offer a 401k, a 403b, a 401a, you know, kind of like any sort of like retirement account that's employee sponsored. Um, But why should you open one, right? And I think a lot of times, like when we think about investing, the, the big topic is like, oh, you should like save for retirement, which I know can like seem kind of blah. Like if you're like 20 or 30, you're probably like in retirement. Like that's so far away. Like it almost can feel like, I don't need to think about that yet. And I get it. Like, I totally get that that is the sentiment. I felt like that for a very long time. But here's something that I want you to think about. You do not want to work for the rest of your life, right? You don't want to be 65, 75, 85, 95, still needing to work for money, right? You don't want to be in that position because you want to take care of yourself. You want to be in a position where like, hey, I can choose to not work. Like I have the funds saved up, ready and available. And that's why for me, when I think about investing for retirement, I don't think about it as like creating like money for retirement in in that it's just like so arbitrary and far away. I think about creating an income machine. That's how I can like have gotten behind like being really excited about it because in my mind, like this income machine can allow me to retire at 65 or 55 or 45, depending on how I build it, right? How much money I put in, um, like what investments I pu- like put my money into, like grow it. And so I have more control over it being something that can practically and functionally influence my life, like beyond and before retirement. And that's how I want you to think about it. Like, Think about when you turn 55, 65, 75, whatever that the kind of time that you would like to retire in is. At that time, you are going to stop working and you are still going to need money, right? Like we live in a society that runs on money, so you still are going to need it. So how do you set yourself up now to walk into that period of life with your money working for you and creating money without you having to work for it? So the way that this is like kind of, you know, approached or done is that you want to think about like when I retire, how much do I want to be able to pull out every single year to like live my life, right? Like for me, is that $75,000, $85,000 a year, um, $100,000 a year? Like what do, what do I want my quote unquote salary to be, or my yearly expenses to be so that I know how much I need to be um, setting aside to save up for retirement? 
So let's say you're like, okay, I want to have $85,000 a year and this is going to last me for 25 years. So if we multiply those numbers, that means your amount for retirement that needs to be saved up is 2,215,000. Like that's how much you want to have in your retirement accounts invested. And I want to throw this number out there, not to like scare you, but like just even start normalizing the idea that you can and it is possible for you to become a millionaire, not just by like the amount of money that you make and save, but if you use the the tool of the stock market and investing, your money can get to a level where you're in the millions. And I want you to think about that. I want you to think about that in this lifetime, you could become a millionaire. Like it's 100 percent possible for you it just is going to require time and like consistently doing like the investing right and um i think for me the the moment that i realized that i was like oh my gosh like like it's inevitable like the math it's just math right like it like i will be a millionaire and so now my like sort of like next sort of goal is like okay by when like I know I can hit it by 65 I know I can hit it by 60 but can I hit it by 40 can I hit it by like 45 like you know like I'm playing around with like how not if this will happen but when this will happen so I think the first step is one realizing that this is an option available to you and that you can set yourself up in a way that really is going to support future you um, so that's kind of like the, why should I open it? Why should I care? Why were we talking about retirement when I'm like 27 years old, <laughs> right? Or maybe like even 35 years old. Um, that's kind of like the big picture. So how does an IRA work? So you open an IRA in a brokerage firm, a discount brokerage firm. So stay with me here because I want to explain to you a concept that you already know, which is a bank a bank account and money in that bank account right so think about like you know most people have a bank account with like some type of brick and mortar bank whether it's chase bank of america wells fargo right that is the financial institution wells fargo chase bank of america that's the financial institution that allows you to open a checking or a savings account right so let's draw a parallel now a brokerage firm is the financial institution that allows you to open a investing account. And in this case, we're talking about an IRA, which is an individual investing account. Now there's different types of investing accounts, which we're not gonna cover in this episode, but just know that just like you have to go to a financial institution to open a checking or a savings account, you have to go to a uh, investing brokerage uh, firm to open a Roth IRA or traditional IRA or taxable brokerage, like different types of investing accounts. Now, the difference between a checking and savings account and a uh, investing account is that um, checking and savings accounts are only designed to hold the asset of cash, right? So cash is really the only asset you, you can keep in a checking or savings. Like you can't buy stock within a checking or savings account. For that, you have to open an investing account. And in an investing account, you can hold multiple assets. You can hold cash, you can hold stocks, you can hold bonds, you can hold mutual funds, you can hold real estate investing trusts. Like you can hold multiple assets. And so that's the biggest difference in like saving and um, like putting your money in a savings account or a checking account and putting your money in an investing account is that you are leveraging a different asset. And one of these assets grows more than just cash. 
And when I say one of them, I mean like all of them, <laughs> like stocks, bonds, ETFs, mutual funds. Bonds, people could have like a, a question about like, do they? And that could be an argument if you are putting your money in a high yield savings account. But that is a tangent that we're not going to go down. <laughs> um, but just know that like accounts are designed, the accounts are designed differently. And so a checking in a savings account holds the ash, asset of cash and a um, investing account holds all the other types of assets. Now, for a IRA, there are some tax benefits that come with these accounts because um, you know you're saving for retirement, so the government kind of wants to you know help you out a little bit, and there are going to be some tax benefits that come with investing. So, um, I guess just to kind of like give context to like why is it a benefit? Like why is it a tax benefit? Um, when you're investing, you are taxed, right? So you are taxed for the growth of an investment. Like let's say I buy a stock for $5 and I, I it grows to $50. So my gain, my profit in that transaction is $45. When I sell that stock and I realize the gain of $45,000, I am taxed on that gain. That's how normally it works. Now, inside a Roth IRA and a traditional IRA, you have some tax benefits where your growth and your gains of your investment is sheltered. It's protected. So you're not going to pay capital gains tax on your investments in retirement accounts. And that's just like something that, again, to kind of incentivize and help you save for retirement, the government kind of puts like certain like benefits to these accounts. So that's important to know um, because it not all investing works that way. And it's not like you are going to have to pay. I say pay, quote unquote, just like pay taxes on the gains for for investing. So there's that. And that I wanted to explain that because sometimes like having tax benefits doesn't mean anything until you know like what's the benefit <laughs> so there's that but then the other thing that you want to know is because these accounts come with tax benefits you're only allowed to contribute a certain amount each year in 2023 you are allowed to contribute 6500 per year into an ira right and this is a combined limit so sometimes people are like oh so can i open a roth ira and a traditional ira and put 6500 in one and 6500 in the other no it's combined 6500 total um you know divvied up between a roth and a traditional ira um so that's kind of like how they work right they have tax benefits but you also have a contribution limit so we've been talking i've kind of just introduced like a roth ira and a traditional ira so let's kind of like unpack what those are so a traditional ira just means that you are contributing pre-tax dollars so before your income is taxed you are putting money into your ira right so you're skipping paying taxes today but when you withdraw the money in retirement you're going to pay taxes on that income um, for a Roth IRA, you are contributing post-tax dollars, which means you are taxed today. And then as that money grows, when you withdraw the money, you are withdrawing tax-free. So those are the two differences between when you see traditional IRA and Roth IRA. Whenever you see Roth IRA or Roth 401k or Roth anything, it's pretty much just going to signify that the um, this account is set up to receive post-tax dollars 
meaning when you withdraw money from that account it's going to be tax-free so just kind of note those two um those two kind of different types um and so that is the biggest difference between those two um there are income limits to who can open what if you want to open a Roth IRA, um, you have to make less than $153,000. This is again in the year 2023 as a single filer and as a married joint, married filing jointly, you have to make less than $228,000 a year. So, um, that's just like good to know in terms of like, do I even qualify to open one of these accounts? Okay, great. So how are we doing? How are we doing? I wish I could kind of check in on you and like answer any follow-up questions that you have. But if you do, feel free to DM me on Instagram. That's at building.gen.wealth. And I can, yeah, explain and elaborate. So that kind of gives you a little bit of the context and understanding the, the basics of like these accounts, why they're important, how they're different, what are the income limits required for them. But then a really big question that people ask is like, how does it work? Like what, okay, I open this account and then what, like how do I get money in there? And this is gonna be like a really easy um, explanation and, and something you're already very used to. Um, you link your accounts um, when you make transfers. And for some of you, you might not have experience with this because you've only banked with one bank and so your checking and your savings are in the same bank. And so when you initiate a transfer, it's really easy to just move money over. But if you have a bank, um, if you have two banks, like you have a checking account in one bank and then you have a savings account in another bank, you just link the banks, right? You pretty much just uh, tell the banks like, hey, I have an account with bank A and I have an account with bank B and I own both of those accounts and I'm I'm going to connect them. So you've kind of set yourself up to now be able to like send money from one bank account to another bank account, even though they are different financial institutions, since you are the owner of both. And there's a verifying process that like you do to like verify that you're the owner of both. Um, But because you are the owner, you can go ahead and make those um, transfers easily. And so this is how it would work with your IRA, right? Like you would just open it up, get everything set up, and then connect a uh, external... Wow, I'm pretty sure you guys heard that. If you didn't, I'd be so surprised. (laughs) That was a big thunder. Okay, Um, you would connect the uh, IRA that you open to your Chase Wells Fargo Bank of America. You would pretty much just like let the banks know, hey, I'm the owner of these two accounts. I would like to connect them. There's a verifying process and then great, good to go. And then you would just send money over, right? Like, hey, I want to send over $200 to start investing. So you would go to your Chase checking, let's say that's your bank, transfer over to your Fidelity Roth IRA, and then boom, the money lands in your Roth IRA. Here is the biggest thing that I want you to take away from this because a lot of people will open a Roth IRA and send money over there, but you have to like understand that you are sending money over to your Roth IRA and it is landing as cash, right? Remember how we talked about how like IRAs can hold multiple assets? It's landing as cash because that's the asset that it's like traveling as, right? Once it actually gets there, you have to decide, hey, what do I want to use my cash for? Do I want to use my cash to buy stock? Do I want to buy use my cash to buy bonds, ETFs, mutual funds, whatever? 
And so it's really important to know that unless you actually buy an investment, your money is going to be sitting in your Roth IRA or traditional IRA as cash. And that's kind of like, don't do that because it's then functionally your IRA is going to, you know, be pretty much just a glorified savings account. You actually need to decide what investments to buy. So that is how it works. And I think that um, it's not as... Yeah, it's not as challenging or or difficult. I think it's just unknown. I think a lot of times, like, and I would say that about investing in general, a lot of the concepts, it's not that they're hard or above you or like it's something that you quote unquote won't get. It's just that they're, you just don't know them, right? Like you're, you just, no one's ever explained this to you in a way that clicks. And because of that, you don't know. And when you don't know something, it feels really hard, but it's just because like, oh, you just don't have a piece of information um, that once you have, it's great. Okay, and the last thing we'll cover is what places um, is best to open a Roth IRA. Um, Personally, I recommend, because I have experience with them and because I like them, Fidelity, Vanguard, and then I've also heard great things about Charles and Schwab. I have accounts with Fidelity and Vanguard, and I love them both. Um, And so those would be the places that I would recommend you start doing your research with. Um, The reason why I recommend those is because those Uh, investment brokerage firms have very um, competitive investment products. So you are going to be paying less in fees with those uh, those places because that's just how they've set up their business, right? There are definitely other places where you could go, but it's almost like, um, gosh, let me, like it's like going to Marshall's and getting name brand things at a discount versus going to like the actual place. Um, it's the same product, but you're going to find it at a, at a discount at these places. Um, so that's what I would recommend um, for like a place to start researching and kind of looking more into. Um, and I know that like opening a Roth IRA can feel just new. Um, I've talked to many people who are like, Hey, can you just watch me do this? Like, can, can you just like hold my hand? Um, like my, my friends, my cousin reached out to me. Um, and she was like, I know what to do. Can you, can I just like zoom, uh, share so that you can, um, like, I just want to make sure I don't mess it up. And this is what I do with my clients. Like we zoom, uh, share, um, and like I walk them through like okay here's like how to do it here's what you need to fill out here's how to like make sure you know you're kind of following the step-by-step process um so I also made a reel that walks you through step-by-step as best as I can through a reel um how to open a Roth IRA so I'm going to link that in the description so you can you know do that um but if this is something that you're like man like I want to do this I just feel like I need support or need somebody to like walk me through it I invite you to join my one-on-one money coaching program because inside of there we set all of this up and I help you get to a point where not only will you open your Roth IRA but you'll know like exactly what investments to buy based on your goals based on like what you want to do and start kind of getting you familiar and comfortable with developing the skill of investing you'll understand all of the jargon you'll understand all of the accounts that are relevant to you um, and you'll set yourself up to walk into your retirement um as a millionaire like seven figures is <laughs> saved up ready for you to use um and that opens up your your window of possibility to like man like what 
do I have to wait until I'm 65? Like, can I do it sooner? What will it take? How can I set this up? Um, and so that's what I want for you. If you are interested in just getting more support, head to the description, um, and then book a call with me or head to the link in my bio and also book a call with me. Um, pretty much on the call, we'll just talk. I'll get to know a little bit more about your finances, um, answer all of the questions you have about the program, and we'll see if it's a good fit. Um, but yeah, that is it for this week. I hope you guys, um, yeah, got a little bit more knowledge about IRAs and feel more comfortable um, with them. And I will see you next week. Bye, everyone.